Today's podcast is brought to you by Advocare Independent Distributor, Chris Ashley. That's me. I wanted to tell you guys about Advocare. Hey, we're almost a month into 2018, and maybe you have already totally blown up on your New Year's resolutions. Well, guess what? I haven't. And that's not to brag on myself. I have done it with the help of Advocare's new 180 system. Some of you may be wondering, what is Advocare? Well, Advocare is a sports supplement, nutrition, wellness, the whole deal. They do everything. They are the official sports nutrition partner of Major League Soccer. They are the official kit sponsor of FCA, FC Dallas. That might be how you are familiar with them. But look, they've got everything from uh, sports rehydration. They have um, weight loss, energy, all kinds of things that you could use in that realm. They also have stuff for people who are more into sports performance. Maybe you're trying to bulk up. Maybe you need protein. They have a ton of great products for you to check out. Hey, you can go to my website, upstatefit.com, and check out the products. Hey, don't be scared away by any prices there. There's always a way to save some money. I would love to chat with you further about it. You can shoot me an email at upstatefit at gmail.com, and I will be in contact with you. Now, without any further ado, let's get on with the show. This is Yeah, That Soccer Show, the completely unofficial podcast that talks all things Greenville FC, NPSL, and so much more. So come on, Greenville, this show is for you, it's about you, and we want this show to be driven by you. So email the show at yeahthatsoccershow at gmail.com or slide into our DMs over at at YTSSpodcast. Now, let's get to the show. Welcome, everybody, to the inaugural episode of Yeah, That Soccer Show. We're super excited to have with us on our very first episode some of the most important people connected to Greenville FC. We have President Marco Carrizales and his brother, COO Richard Carrizales. Fellas, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having us. Yeah, Thanks thank for you. getting this uh, up and running. Yeah. So we have some great questions that our listeners and supporters have submitted um, and some stuff we've just come up on our own. We wanted to just kind of spend some time getting to know you guys, getting to know what this team is going to be about and get fans excited for this first season. So the first thing I'd love for you all to do is um, I would love for each of you to just tell us a little bit about yourself your history with, with soccer, and your role specifically with the team, um, which everyone wants to start, but make sure you introduce yourself before you start talking, just <laughs> so they know who's who. Yeah, uh, I'll go first, I guess. So, well, I'm Marco Carzales, uh founder, CEO of Greenville FC, uh, president as well, and so uh, my connection to the game, I've, I've grown up playing my entire life. Um, I'm from Dallas, Texas originally, um, grew up playing high-level youth soccer, bounced around different clubs, um, wound up at FC Dallas's Youth Academy uh, when I was 13 and, and played there until I graduated high school. And um, when I was there, I had the, the opportunity to see kind of what it was like to, to become a professional soccer player and uh, really was forced uh, at a young age uh, by myself to, to, 
to hold that standard of professionalism and grow as a player and, and study the game and be a full-time student. So um, traveled the world, played several different clubs in, in uh, different countries within our, our, our own country and very good teams and, and very good players. And so just grew up a soccer, soccer freak, I guess, uh, whether it was watching it, studying it, playing it, um, or talking about it. Uh, it's kind of been in my blood my entire life. So uh, grew up in Dallas, Texas, played my first two collegiate seasons at Southern Methodist University, um, which is in Dallas, so hometown school, uh, and then transferred to Furman University, which is here in Greenville, South Carolina, and that's where I was first uh, introduced to Greenville and kind of fell for the city. It's hard not to, so um, played there for my last two seasons and graduated a semester early in hopes that I would continue playing professional uh, soccer and ended up getting drafted in 2017 to FC Dallas, so my hometown club. Um, went through preseason, uh, ultimately ended up without a contract and was an int- in an interesting point in my life, figuring out my next step. And so decided I wanted to come back to Greenville and, and see what it had to offer me. And uh, that's where I kind of said, well... Greenville doesn't have a club yet. Uh, I've got time on my hands. I know the game. I know the sport. It's been my life. And so see where I can run with it and and got some people kind of behind me to help uh, with the planning and kind of establishing the model of of the club and navigating which leagues and all that stuff. And and so once once we found the MPSL and figured uh, it was the right uh, league for us to begin in and um, to grow our model, that's where uh, I kind of got hooked on the idea of creating this club and creating this platform for the talent locally and giving potential players and p- potential professionals the, the idea uh, of playing for their hometown team that I had and eventually went to do. Um, so, yeah, we fell in love with Greenville, and now I'm back here uh, growing this club. So. Yeah, my name's Richard Carrizales. I'm uh, Marco's older brother and um, from Dallas, Texas, and I'll be the chief operating officer of Greenville FC. Um, similar to Marco, you know, growing up in Dallas, our dad played at a very high level, um, you know, back in the 70s, and so we grew up, you know, as a soccer family, um, you know, Saturdays and Sundays, and instead of watching American football, we were watching, uh, you know, soccer and, and just really lived and breathed the sport. Um, was a player as well all the way up through um, through high school. Uh, got recruited by some some D two schools, but ultimately made the decision to um, you know further my education and end up attending the University of Arkansas. Um, but I always knew I'd end up on the business side of the game and always wanted to be on the the business side of, of sports and entertainment. Um, so I worked for the Arkansas Athletic Department actually for for three years and. Uh, as well as worked in the music industry for a number of years, planning events and concerts and things like that. So have a, a pretty a pretty vast background in, in planning events and um, building companies and, and starting things from scratch. Um, you know, was always kind of just waiting for waiting to see what Marco's next step would be. I always knew that we'd end up doing something together. Um, you know, we have a, a lot of contacts in, in the professional soccer arena, and um, you know when he when he decided to come to Furman. Um, you know, thought it was a great opportunity, and then um, post graduation, um, you know, 
he mentioned that you know that there was an opportunity to to bring a team to Greenville and it was it was needed. So um, you know jumped at the opportunity to to come to Greenville and and move myself here full time and uh, really kind of get this thing going from the ground up. So. Um, you know, just really excited to, to build something for the community and, and be able to give back to the sport that, you know, that gave us so much. That's great. So b- besides the two of you, um, who, who else is involved with the planning, <clears throat> execution, support behind this team um, in, in some kind of capacity? Sure. Uh, involved in ownership, there we also have our father. So it's, uh, it's myself, my brother, my dad. Uh, my mom loves uh, creative feedback, so it's cool for us to do this together. I think it's something we always, maybe not wanted to, but maybe it just, I don't know, it was meant to be. Um, and, and, and so within that, my dad, he's been a practicing lawyer for 32 years, and so he's been great handling kind of our legal side. Um, so we have a, a good team that we put together with us three, but in Greenville... Uh, we have several people that I know from having been at Furman and, and in Greenville's community that really have uh, helped, whether they're in an advisory role um, or kind of just a creative feedback or, or even just ideas. And, and so I wouldn't say specifically we have X amount of people helping us, but I'd really say we're open to and we've been open to really anybody who's reached out, um, has had feedback several several clubs within our conference but also league but also out of our uh, league um, have given us feedback and given us uh, tips on strategy and whatever so really kind of a big culmination of like my brother said all our contacts and people we've known uh, through our time within the sport that have helped us uh, kind of mold our model and 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 uh, so, yeah, we, we've had a ton of people within the community helping and specifically some people that are close to us that have really been helping us. So that's been really great to see. Yeah, and I, I would also say, you know, um, other teams around the NPSL have been have been really instrumental in um, giving us some guidance as to, you know, best practices, what's worked for them, you know, what hasn't worked in the years past. And, um, you know, that's been really great to see. A lot of times in sport, you know, uh, being so, in competition, um, you know, you're fearful to say, hey, you know, what about this? How did this work? How did that work? But um, just the support around the, the NPSL and, and, you know, the opportunity that other team owners have given us, um, you know, has been has been really great. And so, yeah, I mean, like Marco said, um, you know, we've welcomed as many people that, that want to get involved as, as possible. Um, and we're always looking to add new additions to the team. So, um, you know, be sure to reach out to us if you, you know, you think you have, you know, something to, to offer, if not, or just want to get involved or have questions, but, uh, you know, we're here for you. Yeah. That's, I think that's one thing for me in particular that I love about the soccer community and particularly the lower division soccer community is it, it is kind of this niche sport right now. Um, but that because of that, you know, there's, it's not like other sports where it's like a dog-eat-dog business. There is really this collaborative effort where everybody wants everybody to win because ultimately if Greenville FC is successful, then you know teams like Chattanooga, teams like Asheville, like collectively it's all – everybody benefits from, from everybody doing well. So that's super awesome. And I know just in my experience of, of having interacted with you guys and, and some of the other fans in Greenville already that um, this, this community has a hunger – 
for this team and a hunger for this sport. And I think, um, I think it's going to be super successful. So with that in mind, um, one of our Twitter questions that came from Goose on Twitter, he wants to know what makes Greenville a soccer city? Why did you choose Greenville? I know you, you said you went to, to Furman and that's kind of where you fell in love, but what about Greenville in particular did you think, you know what, soccer could really thrive here in this place? Yeah, well, being at Furman, uh, I got a chance to be involved in local soccer communities, whether it was camps or uh, kind of working with several different youth clubs, whether it was coaching or kind of just talking to their players. Um, so really, I guess I got a, a good exposure or first exposure to the talent here. And so I kind of think of the word hotbed, um, and that's kind of what Dallas is referred to, I guess specifically North Texas is referred to one of the best and biggest hotbeds for talent um, in the country. So I started looking kind of at that hotbed that was Greenville and kind of the center, um, in the center of all these really, really you know, well-established programs like Furman and Wofford and Clemson and uh, USC, University of South Carolina, USC Upstate. I mean, if you look around, there's so much talent here um, in clubs really didn't have too much of a presence here yet. Um, so thinking about those players and, and where do those guys go and where do they get that exposure and where can they ultimately become the best players and ultimately get that exposure that's going to maybe get them a professional contract or, or sign to a, to a club overseas or, or whatever it is, what, where do they go? Because I was fortunate enough to have grown up in a professional youth system where at each of our games, our sidelines were packed with college coaches, professional scouts, agents, what have you, because they knew it was a hotbed. And so I looked at Greenville and kind of the upstate and determined that it was a hotbed. It just wasn't uh, where it was uh, or where it needs to be yet as Dallas was for me. And so um, that's something I really looked at and determined – really that I kind of put a responsibility on myself that I needed to, to do this so that these players had the opportunity because there's there's talent here, um, and I've seen them all, and I've seen the players. I've played with them. I've played against them, and so I think they can do great things. Uh, so that's why I kind of, kind of spearheaded this project was because, well, I didn't hear of anybody else doing it, so I kind of got that itch and went ahead and made it happen so hopefully this can uh, only enhance the the talent here and, and make this region but also the country um ho- hopefully one of the best best uh countries at, at soccer and, and on a global level so yeah and i think for me um you know when i was recruited to to play in college i actually uh, my number one school i was looking at was uh, francis marion in, in south carolina over kind of near near myrtle beach and so um, just growing up, we knew that the the Carolinas were, uh, you know, had a lot of really high level talent, um, and even though you have, you know, the you know you're right in between uh, Clemson and uh, South Carolina, um, and being such big football programs, we, we sort of still had this intuition and this understanding that um, soccer was still yet to be kind of un- untapped, at least on, on a on a professional level. Um, so a little bit of an, you know, an intuition and, and Marco being here and, and, you know, really for a couple of years and then, you know, just coming up here, um, you know, seeing some tournaments and realizing how the level, of, you know, how high the level of talent was here um, really, you know, really got us excited about the opportunity in the area 
um, and providing a platform for a lot of these players to take their skills and their abilities to the next level. Um, and, and so, you know, for us, it, it was just, you know, a perfect timing, you know, especially with, um, you know, you see the growth that Atlanta United had uh, in last year in their inaugural season, only two hours south. Um, and obviously Atlanta, you know, being a, a bigger city, but, um, you know, I think that that can be easily replicated here in Greenville and, and in the upstate and, uh, there's just a lot of opportunity for growth, and, and so we're looking forward to it. Yeah. To, to continue on that, after I looked at the talent um, and the potential there, then I started looking at the youth clubs. I started looking at uh, kind of the, the fans of the sport. For myself, you know, I wanted to find that place where people got together and watched English Premier League, so then I found the American Outlaws chapter, and I, I kind of got involved with them, and I, I heard, you know, that they were traveling hours and hours to different places to, to watch live soccer and, and higher level soccer. Um, and so I kind of realized then there was a need and a want. Um, so when you put all of that together with the opportunities of the potential talent and the fandom around the game, that's, that's really, I had no other choice but to continue with the project. So I think for Greenville, um, it's just the beginning. Uh, I, I think it's at a point where, um, a lot of people, you know, want soccer, need soccer, but the sport's still growing in this region. And I think hopefully we can start that conversation of what's going to make Greenville ultimately, you know, that best soccer city um, where somebody hears Greenville, they say, oh, wow, you know, they, they love soccer. They, 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 you know, they live it, they breathe it, all that stuff. So um, that was also a kind of a culmination of all those factors. Really, I think that's why Greenville is going to be great. Yeah, I think that's I think that's the case with any kind of uh, quote unquote minor league professional sport. Is you know we we have the Greenville Drive, and obviously baseball is a huge thing. And, and as fans are fans of major league teams, they, it makes them desire to go watch a team of their own, a local team. That even if it is hey the Greenville Drive, they might be single A, but you know what? It's our team. Or you look at the Swamp Rabbits. You know we're in the South. Hockey's not really big in the South. You could have said the same thing about soccer, but, and yet. Last year, the Nashville Predators go to the Stanley Cup Finals, and all of a sudden, you get an influx of people going, hey, you know, hockey, we're in the South. This can be something we can get excited about. Let's go check out our Swamp Rabbit team, our local team. And so I think, I think you're right. I think Atlanta United in particular, having such a successful first season, um, you know, the first real, se- real team in the South, because we all know Florida mm-hmm. is not in the South. That doesn't count. Um, sorry to any Orlando fans out there. But, um, yeah, I think, I think having the successful first season, you know, again, people in Greenville who have been following that team or been following the, uh, the U.S. team, hey, we want a team to call our own. We want a team to go root for ourselves. And, and with that being said, people may be familiar with MLS. They may be familiar with EPL or, or obviously the national teams, the World Cup this year. That's going to be a huge thing, I think, as Greenville has picked the right year to get started with the yeah. World Cup. Maybe maybe less so yeah. now that the, the U.S. team's not in it. But yeah. but why, when you're looking at leagues, you talked about sitting down trying to figure out what the right league is. What was it about the NPSL that said, you know what, this makes sense for us, uh, as opposed to maybe some other lower-tier um, options? Sure. Um, with within looking around, uh, I was familiar with all the leagues as being a player and, and having the opportunity to play in a couple different ones. Um, I didn't ever really think about it from the other side of the sport, rather just the playing side. So sitting down and talking uh, 
with over over this idea with my brother and just different people and my dad and just soccer people in the community um, and several of the whether they're college coaches or youth coaches or professional coaches um, whether they're in this area or back in Texas um, very connected with with the, the front office at FC Dallas which is an MLS club um, you know they all kind of look at these opportunities for players to develop um, players to to get good minutes players to be professionally managed and um, you know not to I don't discredit any league because I think ultimately if there's teams that are being managed right uh, good coaches I think it's only going to benefit our players so for me uh, just finding the right league for Greenville that I thought was going to make it that soccer city um, and with the MPSL I think the way they allow us to operate and the way they allow us to build our model and uh, the way they really give us the flexibility um, to to do what really we think is best for Greenville um, is probably the thing that was the most attractive and really that's why um, we really are focusing on bringing everybody in like like Richard said earlier whoever wants to be involved let us know if you have ideas, whatever, we want to hear it because we have that flexibility to say, okay, well, we can try it. Um, you know, currently we have no traditions or standards to uphold because this is going to be our first season. Um, and there hasn't been a team in Greenville since 2000, I think. So, um, like I said, this is, this is our time to be flexible and to really take that initial plunge into uh, higher-level soccer um, in Greenville and to see that it's successful and how can it grow because every, I think, market is different. Um, fans aren't going to support uh, us as you know the fans in Texas support FC Dallas, for example. I think it's all different. And Atlanta United supporters have what Atlanta United does and hopefully we can do some things that are unique and innovative. And uh, really, I think we came in at that perfect time um, with – everything that's going around in soccer and the new popularity and the new kind of exposure the sport's getting, um, we do have that, that luxury in the NPSL to, to operate and, and not to, or al- also to say that we were also just plunged right into a conference that is one of the strongest in the league, but also in the country um, with Chattanooga FC, who averages uh, 10 12,000 fans a game and, and Atlanta United having played their first ever game against them last year and now in, on February 3rd FC Dallas is going to play against them. So to see that MLS clubs now are playing against the Chattanooga FC and, and with Asheville just starting uh, last year um, and bringing in uh, you know an average 3,000 fans a game selling out multiple games and, and putting on a, a very good uh, uh fan experience as well as fielding a very good team, we um, saw that as an opportunity to compete against some of these, the best clubs in this region and and really to give the fans and also our players the opportunity to play against some of the best. Um, So that's, you know, the MPSL put us right in that conference, which is for us great. yeah, I mean, I think the ability to, to grow organically and, you know, allow the, the community to grow with the club was, you know, really, um, really something that, that drew us in. Um, you know, like Marco said, you know, having that ability of, of not having uh, those ingrained traditions and things like that already, uh, you know, really excited us because, you know, it means that the fans in the community really get to build something that, that they want to see come to life. It's not just about 
um, you know, what myself or, or Marco or, or my dad says, you know, we want to do or, or what we've seen successful in the EPL or the Spanish Premier League or um, any other league, you know, but really, um, you know, taking a hyper-local approach and really seeing, you know, what, what makes Greenville special and what makes the upstate unique in, in this whole region and really being able to to grow something real and organic that, you know, that can be sustainable and last for, for years and years to come, you know, really um, really was something that, that I think drew us in a lot and, and really got us excited about the league. Um, just a, just another couple questions about NPSL, maybe for people who aren't super familiar with it. Um, what is it, what does the schedule look like in terms of when, when is the season? When does it start? How, do, how long does it run? Um, where are you going to get your players from? Are these college students? Are they post-collegiates? Are they high school kids? I don't know. Um, and then what do you see as like the, the role, particularly of Greenville FC, um, in, in the youth development in Greenville? Sure. Um, <clears throat> so for the MPSL, the season uh, will run from May to July, the end of July, and then potentially, uh, hopefully, the first week of August if we can get all the way to the national championship. Um, in our inaugural season, I think that'd be sweet. But so that's kind of the season, the time frame. Uh, it, it's a little condensed as are most lower divisions in the U.S. Um, compared to the MLS, which is a ten-month schedule. Uh, once you get below that, it's it's pretty condensed to three or four months um, or five months. Uh, so the, the schedule is condensed, but it really allows for an exciting kind of fan experience because. It's, it's a lot of games, it's uh, home matches, it's exhibitions, whether it's league or, or non-league that we'll, we'll be competing in. Um, <clears throat> but that, uh, that's a little bit about the schedule. And as far as our roster goes, we're allowed to, to get talent from wherever we want, which is great. So, I mean, I, I, I joined a U17 club when I was 13, so I don't really believe in the whole age uh, is a... Uh, uh, restriction thing so not to say we're going to have 13 year olds on the team but you know if, if uh, a senior in high school or an up-and-coming junior in high school is, is a good enough player we want to give him that opportunity because ultimately I was given that opportunity um, but as far as the, the majority of our roster it could be uh, whether they're local collegiate players um, which is something that we really focus on as local 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 so to, to, to grow the talent here is uh, is really the the main factor that uh, drew me into doing this was growing the local talent. So I mean, we there's I know personally uh, several uh, post grad players who are here, and you know it's it's tough to get that opportunity that I was given uh, being drafted because you, you only a select few are drafted, and only a select few that are drafted actually end up getting a contract. So where do those other players go? Um, I know I know several people who are post grad and are still you know trying to, to etch their way into a contract whether it's in the U.S. or elsewhere. So really, we have the flexibility to, to get uh, you know professionals or, or players from from elsewhere who are very talented, and we can throw them in the mix with uh, maybe up and comers. So we're excited and we're building our roster right now, which is great for us because it's it's pretty fun. I've never built a roster. Um, neither is Richard, but I've been one of those players thrown into a roster. So um, talent-wise, yeah, I mean, there's professional talent here, and that's that's what we want to focus on. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that the ability that the league offers to um, for college players to 
maintain their amateur status and still um, go to college was was huge for for us. You know, I mean, you see a lot even uh, of young players, um, you know, go pro very early and, and forego their opportunity to go to college and. Um, you know, don't always have a, a fallback plan and things like that. And, and that's always tough to see, you know, for some of those young players that might not end up making it. So the ability to bring in those young guys and like Marco said, and, and even guys that are in college uh, and even post-grad and, even, and be able to bring them in, allow them to play at a professional level and an, on a national scale, um, but still be able to go and attend college or, or go and um, take that scholarship opportunity, I, I think is huge and, and very important for the growth of not only the game, but of their personal lives and, and careers. Um, and so, you know, that was something that, that you know, is big for us. And, um, yeah, we're going to have a, a good mix of, of, of high school, you know, college and, and post-grad. And, you know, we want to make sure that, you know, we give the um, the young guys an opportunity to, to interact with those college players and older guys and to gain that experience so that, um, you know, when they go on and, and uh, play their next their next step in their career that, you know, they're ready and they've played it in a, in a professional environment and, and have been around really high-level players. And um, What was the last piece of that question? Uh, we're just talking about youth development. Oh, yeah. I, I, think, you, okay. I think you've talked a lot about that. Yeah, in, well, in a, sense. Yeah. I, a little bit more on that mm-hmm. was something I tell uh, a lot of people I talk to and something that I think is so important well, that benefited my playing career was that I came from Dallas where I had the opportunity to play for clubs at the rec level, clubs at the classic elite level, and then I also had the opportunity to play for FC Dallas's Youth Academy where we were uh, in the Adeva- Development Academy League. Um, and then being in that uh, sector with FC Dallas, I had the opportunity to have kind of a clear pathway to a uh, a hometown professional team with FC Dallas. So really, from the age I was, from the age of five or six, I had that vision where I could actually see um, a professional team playing in my backyard. And and you know, for me, that ultimately made me train harder, play harder, uh, compete uh, harder, and, and find that avenue that ultimately was going to get me playing for my hometown team. And so just mentally, I think, or I hope that Greenville Football Club can provide that vision for a youth player, whether he's five, six, seven, eight, nine, or 10, or however old he is, he can say, wow, I want to play for this youth club because they're maybe seen as the best, and then I want to jump to this uh, development academy uh, program or ECNL program, and and then I want to play for my hometown team, and I want to represent them, and then... Who knows where that will take me? So I think with us just being here, I hope that it it inspires players uh, to, to train harder, compete harder. And ultimately, I think that vision and clear pathway will will make the competitiveness in our players better. Um, Absolutely. Um, so with that, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. What's up, Greenville? If you're listening to this podcast, then you're like me. You love soccer. You love the upstate of South Carolina. And you're excited that we've got our very own team in Greenville FC. That shared excitement is one of the major reasons I created this podcast, so that we could come together as a community around this team. Ever since we announced the podcast, I've gotten a ton of love, a ton of outpouring of support and excitement about what we're going to do going forward. And people have been reaching out saying, hey, how can we help? How can we 
support the podcast aside from just spreading the word. Well, I've got a great way that you can be involved in making this podcast great. And it's not going to cost you a thing. Look, if you're like me, you already shop on Amazon. You go there for almost everything in your life. And Amazon has set up a unique way that you can support the podcast at no cost to you. All you got to do is instead of just going to amazon.com or through your app, just go to our website, yeahthatsoccershow.com slash Amazon. It'll take you straight to the Amazon homepage. Do your shopping as normal. We'll just get a small cut of what you buy. Now, it doesn't cost you any more. There's not a Yeah That Soccer Show surcharge on your account when you buy stuff through our link. All it does is it just takes a little bit of the profit that Amazon would normally get, and they just fork it over to us. We're going to use that money to make the podcast even better. Hopefully, we can do some live shows pre- and post-match, get some great interviews with the players and coaches. We really want to make this great. That little thing could go a huge way into helping us make the podcast even better. Yeah, that soccer show slash Amazon, or you can just go to yeah, that soccer show.com and there's an Amazon link there on the left hand side. We appreciate your support. Welcome back to Yeah, that soccer show. We are still here with President Marco Carasales and COO Richard Carasales, both of Greenville FC, our new local NPSL soccer team. And guys, right out of the break, I just I need to I need to throw this at you. This is this is the question of all questions. What do you see as a successful first season for Greenville FC? And that could be on the field, off the field, any aspects of this first season. What do you What do you sit down in September and go, Hey, this has been a successful first year for us? Sure, uh, I think a successful first season for us. Um, Playing-wise, we would love to make the playoffs. I think that's something that's very important for us is building a good inaugural uh, season roster that is strong and competitive, and we don't uh, or we come out of the gates competing with these well-established clubs um, and give them a run for their money. So that's something we always talk about. And uh, I guess on the other side of the game, really, we just hope that we can provide a fun and entertaining, uh, another fun and entertaining um, avenue for the people of Greenville to come watch, have fun, meet new people, and, and build a build the Greenville FC community, which I think is already starting. Which I think it's September. Hopefully, we can sit back and say, uh, "Wow, you know, it started with four or five people meeting up to who knows, fifty, sixty, a hundred, two hundred people meeting up and, and talking about." Not just Greenville FC, but more importantly, just having people connect as people, um, because I think that's ultimately what the sport does, which is which for us is going to be hopefully one of our biggest successes is introducing new people to to, to other people um, in Greenville, in the community, in the upstate, uh, and, and growing relationships there. I think that ultimately will be a, a huge success for us. Um, you know, we'd love to to sell out a couple games. Um, but that's something we're not putting too big of an emphasis on. Really, we just hope that this is something fun and exciting that people uh, want to be a, a part of and around. So for us, I think that'll be kind of the, the successful uh, things or things we look at um, for success. So, Yeah, and I, I think for me, um, you know, making sure that we provide that, that professional atmosphere you know, for our players and, and you know, getting them access to, uh, you know, facilities and, and proper training grounds and, you know, uh, things like that so that, you know, we, we do have, um, 
built in that that professionalism so we're able to recruit players uh, year over year we want you know the college coaches to you know to trust that when when they you know one of their players comes to play with us um, that they know they're getting you know the best of the best and, and they're getting you know top quality coaches and um, you know good places to play um, so really making sure that you know we provide a, a great environment for you know for our athletes and our, our players um, and as well, you know, try and win some games, right? So, you know, I think we have a, um, you know, pretty strong talent pool that we're that we're drawing from and talking to, and I, I'm looking forward to seeing how um, how we that resonates across the across the region. Like you said, and we do have some some strong teams in our conference, kind of getting thrown into one of the toughest conferences in in the league right right off the bat. Should be uh, should be fun, and um, you know, we're looking forward to that challenge and. And really off the field, you know, really um, building that fan base and, and just being supportive of, of the community and, and really trying to bring to life what, what they want to see and what you all want to see. And, and uh, you know, be it the supporters groups, you know, fan meetups, um, you know, as many different things, you know, as we, as we can, you know, try and get creative and innovative about how we bring people together, how we bring people that, that love the sport together, um, you know, and so really just focusing on, you know, what can we do, you know, to make sure that we provide every avenue for somebody that wants to get involved and, and be a part of the club and be a part of the community, uh, an opportunity to get, get involved and stay involved. And then, um, yeah. So one of the things since way back in, was it October, November, when the team was officially announced, mm-hmm. one of the things you've been a pro about is really... <laughs> teasing us with these <laughs> hey here's this scarf here's yeah. this potential piece of merchandise and everybody's just dying to know where are we going to play what are our kids going to look like who's our coach going to be and i know i know no one is more excited to talk about that than y'all but i also know that you know timing is timing is is important as well and so i i know you're probably not ready to break any kind of groundbreaking announcement on the podcast but can you can you let us in on hey is stuff coming? Are we just are we just waiting forever, or is there going to be some some satisfaction coming in the near future? Yeah, we've been planning for the past week or two, really our dates um, where we're going to make our announcements. So everything's kind of been set for a while. Um, it was just us kind of sitting on it, and we do apologize for it. But you know, <laughs> we needed to create a buzz. We wanted to be in the community. Um, our name. And get us out there and really meet the people who are going to be involved and build uh, our organization and our staff and our, our roster. And and so um, for us, yeah, there will be some announcements coming out probably the next week or two. Um, and then after that, really, it's, it's going to be crazy because they'll just roll out announcement after announcement after announcement. It's really we, we have it marked uh, on our calendars th- those days. So, yeah, we... We do, uh, you know, I wanted to tell everyone everything from the beginning, but throughout this entire year of, of creating this, it's been, it's been uh, tough to keep everything a secret because if there's one thing I know about Greenville, it's that word travels fast. So, um, yeah, we, we uh, know some people have, have been requesting information, and, and you know, we, we're going to start giving that to you whether uh, in the next week or two. So be, be sure to listen and follow along. Yeah, I mean, I, as Marco said, you know, having having that background in, in, in marketing and things like that, knowing that you know timing timing is everything, right? So making sure that you know we built up, made sure we we got as many people aware of, of the team, 
you know, before we started making a really big announcements, you know, we didn't want to make a, a really big announcement and then have, uh, you know, have a lot of people miss out on it. So really just, uh, and we've been, you know, so happy with the organic growth that, that's already happened with, you know, without really making any, any major announcements. And as we said, we do apologize for, for teasing and making people wait, but I mean, I think that the wait will be well worth it. And, and people are really going to be happy with, with what comes out as far as where we're training, where we're playing, um, what the merchandise looks like, um, and just a lot of other fun fun stuff that we have coming up. So, as he, as Marco said, you know, with with us, an, you know, announcing uh, the club basically December one, and then you know, going into the holiday season, um, it is a condensed time frame. So, uh, you know, bear with us and be ready because you know, one, once the announcements start coming, it's gonna be it's gonna be rapid fire leading all the way up to the season. So. Uh, you know, we are really excited. We have some some good people on on board, and um, yeah, I mean, if, if you haven't already signed up, you know, go to gvlfc.com. Be sure to submit your email address there, uh, and as well as follow us on on various social media outlets: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, we're going to be you know making sure that we advertise uh, you know anywhere and everywhere. Um, make sure we get the word out as possible. And make sure you tell all your friends and. And uh, tell them their friends to, to tell more friends, and um, you know, and, and we're just really excited about about making our first announcement and really getting the ball rolling. And once the announcements start rolling, you can be assured that we're going to break it down right here on the podcast, yep. and we'll give all of our varying opinions, and we'll want you to <laughs> we'll want you to chime in as well. Um, so one more thing about the team uh, in particular, I know I know there's a lot of fans here, and obviously. The, the first desire of everybody is we want to be at every game. We want to we want to go. We want to be there. We want to be together. We want to cheer. Um, but but occasionally there will be times when people won't be around, or mm-hmm. there's even some fans who've reached out to to me from out of state that are from Greenville or have have some tie to Greenville or just love local soccer, and they're wondering, hey, how are we going to be able to to consume Greenville FC games outside of maybe that game day experience? Sure. Yeah, we're going to be. Uh you know, streaming all our games, and we think it's important where hopefully some local businesses, whether they're bars or whatever, places, restaurants, and if they maybe want to stream the game, because you're right, not everyone's going to be able to make it to all the games. We hope uh, we have a lot of people there, um, but you're right, people out of state um, might want to watch, uh, whether it's whether it's a player or just they have some connection to the to the club or to Greenville, we feel it's important to give them that opportunity. So we'll be streaming the games uh, as well as uh, working with just a bunch of really uh, good creatives around to, to make really good um, content, whether it's videos or, or photos or whatever that <clears throat> they can uh, share with their friends and, and really um, to build that excitement and, and, I guess notoriety of Greenville FC nationwide, that's something that we're putting a high precedence on. Yeah, I mean, I, although we have been somewhat tight-lipped about the announcements, you know, we really want to be very transparent, you know, throughout the season and leading up to the season. So, uh, you know, we're going to try our best to, to do a good job of, of showing really behind the scenes and, and really getting you getting you introduced to who the players are, who the coaches are, who, who we are, and really just showing everyone the process to show that, um, you know, this is about the community and it, it really is about, you know, the love of the sport. And, and so, um, we, like Marco said, we will be streaming, um, all of our home games, um, most likely through, um, uh, YouTube and, and Facebook. And, um, but that will still to be decided a little bit. So, 
um, bear with us there. And then um, ideally, you know, for all of our away games, we're going to work with, you know, our away teams to, to make sure that hopefully um, they're streaming those games so that, you know, if you can't travel with us to get to New Orleans or, or to Knoxville or Nashville, that um, you're still able to see those games online and, and cheer for the team from Greenville. Um, so really excited about that. And I think that's going to, you know, um, do great things for us. Obviously, when we're here, we want you to at the game, obviously, but, um, you know, want to provide every avenue for, for anyone that wants to watch or follow along to, to be able to do so. Sure. Well, hey, I appreciate you guys uh, pouring into all this stuff about the league, the team, how you how you guys got started with this whole thing. But I think it's also important because you guys own the team, but the team belongs to, to everyone, really, to all the fans, to, to the community. Um, but I think it's important for us to get to know you guys a little uh, a little bit too, just just so it's not like, well, here, they're they're the they're the executives yeah. and we're the we're the little people down here. Um, so I thought we might have a little fun here <clears throat> to wrap up the show. Um, we had a couple questions about um, you know who's your world eleven, who's and that, that's a lot um, to to kind of come up with on the fly. But what I thought was. Why don't you share a little bit about maybe some players, some soccer players that you've looked up to uh, maybe when you were younger and in conjunction with that, some people that you see today as like, the, these are the players that if I'm a soccer fan, these are the guys that I say like, yeah, that those are the guys that are doing it the best. Sure. Uh, you want to go first? Uh, go sure. First. Yeah, I, I can talk first. I mean, um, you know, we obviously love to, um, you know, the Spanish style of soccer. We like to keep the ball on the ground. Um, play a very technical style of soccer, so um, and also at a fast pace. So, uh, in a way, almost like a mixture of you know, I hate to say it like this, but almost a mixture of the, the English Premier League and the Spanish Premier League. Get a you know, keeping the ball you know, mm-hmm. on the ground, but at a fast pace. And um, some of our favorite players, um, at least for myself, was um, you know, I, I was a I was a sprinter growing up, and you know, I loved the way that Thierry Henry played and the pace that at which he played the game. Um, obviously, some of the the Spanish nationals, uh, Iniesta, uh, Puyol. Um, I love the left back Edgar Davids for the for the the national the Netherlands national team, and uh, Ruud van Nistelrooy, and um, you know even uh, Cristiano Ronaldo when when he's uh, <laughs> when when he's not out there doing what he does, but. Um, yeah, I mean, those, those are some of my, my favorites. I mean, it's hard to, to pick and choose, right, because, you know, we're just fans of the game and, mm-hmm. and fans of the player. So, um, you know, really focusing more on, on the style of play versus any one individual because, as we all know, it, it takes a team to, to put, a, you know, put a good style together and put a good team on the field. But, um, yeah, what about you? Uh, growing up, I... I really studied players like as if it was uh, homework, really sit in front of the TV with uh, a notepad and pick out my guy in my spot and write what he did right wrong. uh, Sorry, what he did right in the game, what he did wrong in the game. Um, So then I could think about how I can implement my game. But, you know, I think of it all kind of as an education thing, but I did watch the, the sport as a fan. So, um, I didn't have the luxury my brother did, and I wasn't very uh, fast, I guess. I was more of a endurance guy, so I had to kind of emulate my game around players like Andre Pirlo and Paul Scholes and guys who sat in that center uh, midfield position where you know they weren't going to out-sprint a Cristiano Ronaldo and a Messi, but they were maybe going to uh, last the full 90 um, 
because of their their smarts and their uh, soccer IQ, which was something I put a, a high um, uh, a high responsibility on on doing that. And so players like Andre Pirlo and Paul Scholes and and even a little bit of uh, like Zinedine Zidane, but really I kind of looked at players that were on my teams um, going into a a youth program at 13 when I was playing with 17-year-olds. I looked up to those guys because it was easy. They were there. I trained with them. I saw how they moved. Um, And and ultimately, a lot of those players are now playing professionally, whether it's in the MLS or in different countries. Um, For example, Mikey Ambrose, who's a left back at Atlanta United, who I grew up with, and he's one of my best friends, and I would look up to him. He was a left back. I was a center mid, but I could see how he played uh, as a really a professional player when he was 16, and he wasn't a professional yet, but he had that mentality. So those are kind of the, the, the players I looked up to. Yeah, and, and for me, I mean, I even looked up to my younger brother, Marco. I mean, you know, once I, once I got older, the, to see the level that he was playing at, I mean, I remember uh, still have fond memories of going out to the park and, and training with uh, Zucchini, who was a, a you know ex-Brazilian national team player. And you know, him and Kellen Acosta were out there, you know, ripping shots, and I was out there shagging the balls in the woods and, and things like that, you know. So, uh, you know, not I think... Not in the woods. <laughs> not Most in the, the net. Most in the net, but the ones that, that went over. And um, so, I mean, that that was always fun, just, you know, just the love of the love of the sport. And, um, yeah, like you said, I mean, I think that's important, right? Not just to look up to those, those pros that maybe come from, you know, different European countries, but to be able to look at guys in your own backyard, look at those, you know, those players on on Greenville FC, hopefully that, that, you know, young players here in, in the local area and, um, you know, can look up to and, and say, man, I, I want to be like that guy and I want to play for Greenville FC one day. I mean, I think that's that's hugely important, not just to, to think about playing for the, the Manchester Uniteds or, or Barcelonas of the world, but um, but aspiring to, to play and play alongside those players that you looked up to in your own community. Sure. Okay, so this next round is going to be rapid fire. Uh, I'm going to throw a topic out. I want you to just give me your first answer. And I think maybe the best way to do this is um, when I ask a question, we'll let Richard, you go first. And then, okay. Marco, you answer right behind him. Nice. Just because you've been going first all day. Yeah, I know. Okay. I know. So, um, so I'll ask the question. <laughs> you just give me your, your first gut answer. Um, this will help us just get to know you a little bit better. So the first question is... <laughs> Do you prefer the term football or soccer? Football. Soccer. Okay. Uh, Favorite soccer team? Club team? Arsenal. Southampton. All right. Who is going to win the World Cup this year? Germany. Uh, Brazil. Sweet tea, yay or nay? Nay. Yay. All right. Uh, and finally, new Leeds United badge. Fans or no fans? I honestly can't say I've seen it. I'm not sure. Yeah, I've, oh, seen it. I've, uh, I've seen it. I I don't know. <clears throat> I I didn't think it was that bad, but I guess... Controversial uh, opinion. A lot of people <laughs> did, but um, it was okay. I think uh, they could have done better, but yeah, it's uh, a work in progress, I guess, over there. Okay, uh, so finally, as we wrap up today, um, people who are interested in, in being a part of a, of a supporters group, being involved in the team, how can they reach out to you? How can they stay in touch with what the team's doing other than, I know you've said, hey, follow us on Twitter, sign up for our emails. 
how can people just practically get involved? Um, yeah, I mean, you can email us directly, you know, for, you know, for a serious inquiry, or if you have a, a question, you know, email us at mgmt at gvlfc.com and that'll go directly to our, our management staff and, and they'll be sure to get that information to us. Um, you know, as well as, you know, feel free to direct message us on any one of the social media platforms, uh, you know, aside from actually leaving a comment, you know, send us a message on, on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook, you know, we'll have our, our social media team checking all those, those messages and making sure that, you know, the one thing we want to do is really, you know, be sure that we are accessible and we're able to give back to people and not, not leave people waiting. So, um, th- those are probably some of the best ways to get in, in touch with us. Yeah. As soon as you get in touch with us and I see it, I'll just give you my personal number. It's really that easy. I love uh, talking to everyone about whatever it is, soccer, Greenville FC, Greenville in general, or just meeting to meet. So yeah, yeah reach out. We're not afraid of anybody. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and if you have an event or, you know, you have, you have a, a soccer group or a sports group or a, a local, you know, I know a couple of even local high schools have asked us to come out and, and talk. So, I mean, if you, you know, you want us to come out to anything or to join you or, or do anything, you know, please, please feel free to, you know, invite us, send us an invitation. And, you know, we'll do our best to make sure that we're there. And, I, and I'll just say from my end, just, just from having interacted with you guys, like, look, the sooner you reach out, whatever, via social media and say, hey, I want to be a part of what's going on with Greenville FC, we're, we're already getting together. We're already getting supporters and fans together. Just one, just to kind of start building that community, but also trying to make plans for how are we going to support this team well um, this season and beyond. So, guys, any last words you want to share with the listeners before we go? Get ready for uh, an exciting 2018. Let's, uh, I know, uh, let's, there's some already rivalries brewing with Asheville in particular, so I don't know if they'll be listening to this. I hope I'll probably send. <laughs> their president and their guys the link so they can hear it but um yeah let's let's make sure that that we give those guys a, a good run for it fun, fun rivalries yeah not, fun rivalries. not mean rivalries. <laughs> not mean all, not gonna all be good mean. fun uh, we're already talking about our derby <laughs> match and what what's it going to be called what's the trophy look like right. uh you know even even fun things for our supporters and maybe there's a supporters trophy or a supporters cup so you know let's uh 2018 will be fun yeah, I mean, we're pretty confident that we're going to be able to to field a really a really solid team, and so um, you know, rest assured, you're going to come out and see a good quality, uh, you know, good quality soccer. Um, but besides that, just you know, we want we want the fans to get engaged and, and to get loud and, and get rowdy and really really create that that atmosphere that you see in um, in some of these other cities like like Detroit or, or Chattanooga, um, and and really you know take you know. Uh, put our own spin on it, you know? And, and so, um, yeah, we're just really excited to get going and, and, and see what we can do this year, win some games. Awesome. Well, Marco, Richard, thanks so much for your time and thanks for sharing with all of us. Of course. Thank you. Thank you.